Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is um, November 9th when we're recording the week after NASCAR at Phoenix. Zach here as always. Alex here as always. And today we're joined hello. by possibly our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> we're making dreams come true. Making dreams come true for fans <laughs> all across the world. I really um, do adore you guys. So I'm happy <laughs> to be here. Like no lie, or is this is you know I'm 31, so I'm an old millennial. They call me now, oh, no. so I should say no cap and pretend I'm cool. Nope. <laughs> How Please, did I do? No, that's gonna be my life literally next year when I'm teaching. I can't. Oh my gosh. Um, Cassie Fambro, hello. Welcome Hi. to the Gay Racing Podcast. We've been trying to get you on for like a month. Um, finally, finally out. we got it. Our schedule's aligned. Doesn't happen often, but how are you doing today? How, how's life? Tell us. Um, I always let guests kind of introduce themselves. So who are you? What do you do in motorsports or otherwise? Um, How yeah, do you get into I'll, motorsports? All those uh, questions. Yeah. 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 So I am, uh, by nature, I've been a television reporter up until just a couple weeks ago. Now I'm working uh, in the 704 Charlotte. I am the editor of Patch, which is like a local news organization and we cover where a lot of the teams and the, the people are as well. So I do a lot of general news. I've always been a regular news sort of general assignment reporter. But I get to pepper in a little bit of racing, which is fun. And I've been a racing fan since I was a little kid, having mm-hmm. little Daryl Waltrip die cast around the bathtub rim and, you know, the whole nine yards. And growing up, uh, you know, later in life in the 2000s, my mother was diehard, diehard Dale Jr. Every stereotype you can possibly think of. I'm pretty sure that we had her cremated in a Dale Jr. shirt. Oh, my girl. God. Yeah. <laughs> So when I say that man is like family, y'all, I wrote like 19 paragraphs about how sad I was in my journal when he almost died in the plane crash. So that's my weird obsessive thing is Dale Jr. and his little babies and his family. I think they're wonderful. But I'm also known for being loud and saying my opinions. And I have to be really careful sometimes because I date Matt Weaver. And Matt Weaver, who is also tall and loud and has a lot of opinions. Me, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> he, uh, he is now working as the editor-in-chief of Racing America, which is funded by the Race Teams Alliance. So the race teams themselves are the sort of the backing organization behind what he does. And so... He gets autonomy, but still, sometimes people think I'm representative of him too. So sometimes mm. I have to chill out and not say <laughs> what I really think. So that sometimes gets me in trouble on the Twitters. But oh, yeah. um, I love it. I love IndyCar as well, which you guys know. My brother Chris is on Joseph Newgarden's team. He drives Joseph Newgarden's hauler, <laughs> and he also <laughs> is his. It's called like a. Uh, he holds the fuel hose, but he's not actually putting the fuel thingy into the Oh, car. he just supports okay, okay. the, like, the grip, hose. I think the dead grip. man? Dead man dead sounds man. very morbid. He may be a dead man. The gri- mm. I like the grip. The grip my sounds dad, great. Uh, my dad, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's what he looks like he's doing in the picture, and he has like the face condom on where his nose sticks out because he can't this get burned. But uh, my dad drives Roger Penske's office hauler as well, so my dad wow. was and oh so he, Roger Penske takes two motor homes, like one to sleep in and live in. And then RP2 is the name of the second one, which is his office and where he has guests and all kinds of stuff. So my dad drives that one. I can't. I want to go in RP2. I, I can't with there. Roger. I can't. <laughs> Roger is so extra. I love it. 
I was God, my dad is today. so funny. He's been bothering these poor men for selfies too, because this is the first year he's been doing this with the team. So he's like going up to Jimmy Johnson with his little phone on vertical because he doesn't understand you need to turn it horizontal. And he's just like, Jimmy, please take a picture with me. So he sends us the most awkward selfies with like his favorite people. Will Power, so of course. Cute. I mean, Will Power is ready for any moment. He is the weirdest, greatest person. So he had the funniest selfie with my dad. Just mouth oh, open, awkward, wonderful. Wow. That, that's so awesome. I, yeah. Um, and then I'll just add, you know, I have, I've covered the Daytona 500. I've covered the Indy 500. I've been at the Roar before the 24. So I've seen, and then late model stuff with Matt. We were in short track scene for a long time. So I, um, I've seen a lot of different things. He drug me to my first sprint car races this year. So I'd never been to dirt tracks. Really? Wow. Yeah, I so still haven't. I still have my dirt uh, virginity. I got pelted in the boobs with rocks and mud, but <laughs> it was cool. Kokomo was very dry. It was the first one I went to. And so mm. the little chips of mud like fly in the air at 70 miles an hour into the boob. But it was still overall fun, and Kyle Larson was there for that, and and Rico Aber, and all these people you see, you know, on yeah. Twitter and, and on TV when you're watching like Dirt Vision or whatever, and they were there in real life, and I was like, for the first time in a long time, I felt kind of starstruck, so it was cool. That's so that, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Alex keeps saying he needs to get me out to a dirt track. Yeah, when we but, meet up again, I'm taking you a dirt track, whether you yeah. like it or not. Doesn't whether I like it or not. Yeah. You've yeah. got your glasses, you'll be good. Girl, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get my old glasses. My old, <laughs> they're going to be, I mean, actually, these are kind of old already, but um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about like, so how many races, like on average, or like even just like this year, like do you go to for work um, and for pleasure? Like, like what's kind of like the ballpark range? What are some of the races you went to this year? However, you want to answer that question. Sure. So since I was working for this last TV station I was at in Birmingham, the only real track that we would cover was Talladega. Right. And then because when I first got there, we had the COVID restrictions, I got to cover Talladega from the outside of the track, which was fine, like doing the talking to the fans and stuff. But they didn't let the TV crews into the track because COVID. And yeah, then this most fine. recent this most recent one, we have a female sports reporter, so which is really wonderful. I very much advocate for more female sports reporters. So she rightly got the first go to go cover that. And um, I didn't get to cover it for my TV station this year. But my previous TV station, I have. I've gotten to go, and I got to – it was an NBC affiliate. So when the races are on NBC, I'd be like, hey, guys, okay. let me go. So that's how I got to cover the, the Indy 500. Oh, that's um, awesome send back video do stuff from daytona 500 talladega they even let me take a news car to talladega one time which was really cool because you get to like roll up inside the track and i got lost and <laughs> i love that. i always get lost pretty much everywhere matt will make fun of me i don't understand maps so i i just like i think too hard about directions like I'll, <laughs> i like i know the next turn's right but then i'm like oh no it looks like this one even though exactly right right yeah but yeah, I, I've gotten to go um, during the panoramic. I got to go to Bristol, like in the heart of it. So that was weird. But like Bristol was hardcore. It was like nobody sits 20 feet to your right. Nobody sits 20 feet. If you're an introvert, it was paradise. Oh, no oh, one was around it. you. But um, then in, within this past year, I've gone to a bunch of races in Pensacola because it's my favorite. So those are the late model races and um, got to go to Daytona, which was the really my first race back. And I'm talking um, recent summer Daytona, not fall, not um, February Daytona, which I usually always go to February Daytona. So really? it was super weird not to be there. Wow. 
Um, so I'm really getting back into the swing of things besides those couple of dirt races that I uh, mentioned earlier. And we just did something too. I was just at a racetrack with Matt. Wherever Matt was two weekends ago, I was there too. And I don't remember where we oh, were. Dang. Oh. What were you guys posting about it? Nashville. Oh, we went to oh Nashville. The, fair, the fairgrounds? Yeah, Fairgrounds mm-hmm. BYU Nashville. And that was super fun, except for Kid Rock was there. Mm-hmm. And that made it weird <laughs> because of this whole LGB thing, which yeah. I got to write about from our new job. So that was cool. Oh, great. Yeah, the only LGB we got is the LGBT. That's the, that's literally <laughs> like, oh, they're setting themselves up for a good clapback. And I feel like no one's taking advantage of it. Um, I kind of tweeted something today. I'm like, y'all forget some letters, man. Come on. Brilliant. Like, it's not that hard. So, well, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I I appreciate kind of how opinion opinionated you are. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about... Yeah, you and Matt are like my favorite people. Yeah. Like, you, you two don't hold back. Like, I love You're very it. kind. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and honestly, it's because I, I don't really hold my Twitter account to anything professional because I don't find the need to and it's more entertaining um, for everyone following me. Um, I aim to please. So I'm kind of unhinged, but y'all are very hinged. Not like, that sounded like an insult, but I didn't mean it like that. Like y'all, y'all seem very hinged with like your takes and I just really appreciate it. I told Matt when he was on, mm-hmm. we need more people that just speak up, right? Because right personally it was so funny the first podcast of y'all's we listened to which you know we hadn't even like spoken with you or interacted with you yet and you were reading one of matt's tweets and it was like i love matt weaver and then we were just <laughs> laughing in the car like dying through it because it was so good and he was like what? these dudes are awesome <laughs> oh my god i think that was when zach called uh him this favorite bald man in america yeah. oh my god yes was. we tweeted about that i was like yeah. me too he still is i like he like who else would take that like no he has no competition that great um yeah so because there's things in like nascar that like really they've been bothering me and kind of this last weekend i kind of realized i got to the bottom of it with this whole championship thing because kyle larson being my favorite driver he I had a horse in the race for the first time basically I really wanted someone to win it and the whole time the whole race all I could think about was like he's gonna lose this and I obviously he's been the best driver all season um I've heard you talk about like the format before and like how like what where do you stand on the state of NASCAR I guess I'll just ask you that like how do you feel about the state of NASCAR I just think it's really unfortunate. The playoffs bother me. And even though the right man won in cup, thankfully Kyle Larson won. Right. I just really truly believe, and I will die on the hill, that a champion yeah. is somebody who performed the entire season. Yes. And mm-hmm. not just in one race where, you know, a tire could fall off and anything could happen and then their whole season is derailed. It, to me, uh, I really hate when people make football comparisons because I think the more apt comparison is baseball. I think it's almost like saying the ninth inning is the only inning that mattered and that the yes. previous eight didn't. So right. I, I find it unfortunate and people can argue, oh, we've whittled it down and we make it more exciting. But I don't know if it's the conspiracy theorist reporter in me that thinks that there's something suspicious, but isn't it interesting how all race long the top four were the top four? 
and yeah. I just found it very, and it's been like that the past couple of years. Yeah, Are it's they... been getting more, the past few years, it's been more, like, prominent, and, I feel like. Yeah. And you could even go back to 2014, like, Ryan Newman was never a top four car, and all of a sudden <laughs> he was that day. It's so just, it's, it's never added up, Yeah. And I think that that, even if there's no truth to that, and even if they are truly just the best four cars and there's no, you know, maybe manipulation or maybe allowances and tech made for them. I think that even the fact that I'm thinking about that and wondering if NASCAR has manipulated those cars or let them be manipulated is symbolic of my entire problem with NASCAR as a whole right now, because things do often feel manipulated and therefore artificial, Uh, you know, questioning oh, is there really debris this time when they throw the yellow? And as a fan, you shouldn't really be sitting at home having to wonder if some of these calls are legitimate. I mean, most recently, we can think about Chase Elliott and his back bumper hanging off, flying off to Jesus. It's going to happen. But we're not going to call that and say that that's a penalty. And we get to the championship and it's a penalty what is going on so you just uh i love nascar and i love motorsports and i just think it's really unfortunate that we have leadership that stands up and says we're not going to listen to you because you're a vocal minority on twitter when people are saying there are things that we want to make it feel real again and we're trying our hardest to cry out and say it feels more like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this right. is the first season I haven't watched, like tried to watch every single race. And that's sad. I am really sad about that. Cause I want to, but it's just like, I don't really feel like I need to or want to anymore. And you're not and like that with IndyCar, right? No, IndyCar is my baby. And yeah. even F1, I didn't watch all the time, but now I, even after a boring race in, in Mexico, I still watched the whole thing because it mattered. Yeah. But NASCAR, you can like pick and choose what you want to watch because it doesn't matter as much anymore. Yeah. And stages kind of hurt the single race experience too, because it's just hard to pay attention until stage three, in my opinion. The second stage nap has become a common Twitter phrase. I mean, that to me, in my experience in leadership, those are things that would stick out to me and say, okay, maybe we need to take a closer eye at this instead of doubling down and saying, your opinions are just a vocal minority and we don't want to hear you say them. We don't want to hear you talk about 550 horsepower versus 750. And even God bless him, Jeff Gluck earlier this year with the hashtag 750 truthers thing. You know, (laughs) there is that strong amount of division between people right now. There are the people that like my dad will watch those cars, even if they are slot cars, even if they are IROC, he will watch it regardless of what happens to them. But there are those of us who just want to see some purity in the sport that began as moonshine running blue collar purity. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I like what you said about stuff feeling real again, because I've had problems with these championships feeling real. And Kyle Larson has had a lot of hype around him as being one of the better, like he's a great American race car driver, like beyond NASCAR and He's treated as something special and you can argue whether it's deserved or not, but I think of like Jimmy Johnson and how he's gone to IndyCar as this NASCAR celebrity with seven championships. And I realized the format that we have does not allow for people like Kyle Larson to become Jimmy Johnson because it's so intentional. random to become <laughs> A champion like mm-hmm. i say random 
one race, anything can happen in that final race. Like Kyle Larson almost didn't even win. That caution saved him. With Kyle like Larson to probably go. should not have won Phoenix. He got True. very lucky. JGR had the That's better crazy. cars in the longer mm-hmm. runs. And that itself is not representative of the entire season. Yes. yes. It was a hindrance. He destroyed, he destroyed Jeff Gordon's lap sled record. Like, First time it, since 2007, someone won 10 races in a season. Yeah. Like, this is unheard of. And, and like, you know, I, I really like Kyle Larson, and I would have been okay if Denny Hamlin won as well because oh, he was so consistent sure. throughout the season, and the regular mm-hmm. points championship was almost his. Right. Right. And it's crazy because Phoenix, Hamlin, and Larson are probably the worst of the championship four <laughs> the whole day. Right. Yeah. All I could think about. We got really lucky. All I could think about with once Kyle Larson won the championship is like how he almost didn't. That's all I could think about. I couldn't, I could not celebrate it. I had so much trouble being like, I was on a call with Alex afterwards. I could not celebrate for some reason. Like I was oh, like, no. I, I mean, it's my fault because I'm bitter. But <laughs> at the same time, it's just like people be like, oh, you should just accept it for what it is. And I understand what they're trying to say. Like I should just, have fun for it, but I will die on this hill. I want NASCAR to be real again. I'm seeing Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton have one of the greatest championship battles um, that F1 has seen in like years. And I wish mm-hmm. we could have had that. Um, maybe not to the extent because Larson started to take off from Hamlin the last like month or so, but right. I just wish we had that. And I wish Larson got the proper recognition because without that one caution, all of a sudden, all the Twitter storylines would be different. And I would have been, I told Matt that I was going to probably throw something and embarrass myself at home. We were sitting right. there watching it. I was mm-hmm. like, if Martin Truex Jr. wins this race, it's not an accurate representation of this that, season. That would have been the worst outcome. Easily. It's not about like celebrating the champion for me at that point. It's just about avoiding yeah. the worst case scenario. And that distracts from the fact that Kyle Larson Yes, he was the best driver all year, but that's not why he even won the championship. And I, I, I know that. I can't ignore that. I feel like Twitter mm-hmm. is just ignoring that. His it's pit crew like, is who won the championship. What world it wasn't are we even living really in? him. I yeah. feel like I'm crazy and everyone else is just like, yeah, Kyle Larson's so great. And that's why no. I won the championship. My like, college major, like my degree, I got a double degree um, in psychology and journalism and Twitter is like a microcosm of the most psychologically interesting people. <laughs> like, I, when you say what world are we living in, it's a weird one on NASCAR Twitter. Oh, I can't. Oh, indeed. I, I just don't get it anymore. And But like rounding up to the main point of it, though, Kyle Larson, I don't think he can become Jimmy Johnson. He can't become a he can't become a Jeff Gordon because like Chase Elliott, too. Like, how is he supposed to do that if he can't? actually like win proper championships right because we get a new champ mm-hmm. we've had seven champions in the last eight years and the reason i started thinking about this was because someone on twitter was like it's important for um we hate dynasties in the moment but they're important for establishing legacy and i instantly yeah. thought of jimmy johnson and how such an important figure he's been in nascar um one of the biggest stars in my lifetime so i just I think the format prevents us from getting that, but the cats are destroying this room. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, doing? What are the cats doing? They hate the playoffs too. They're mad. 
seven feet of boxes and so they're just pissed off they're like our stuff is not here so if you hear something crashing they did it and i don't even care anymore it's one less thing to take with us (laughs) are y'all are y'all moving yeah we actually move so we lived in charlotte in 2017 for like nine or ten months and then Uh i got this job at a TV station in Mobile where we're like, I'm not from Mobile, but I consider it home because I've lived there the longest. Uh Matt is from Mobile. So we went home for two years, had a two-year contract, and then we moved to Birmingham and I had another two-year contract. And now we are moving back to Charlotte on Friday from Mm -hmm. Birmingham. And it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But his new job and my, and then I found my new job up there, obviously. So we are transitioning Oh, I wish you luck with that because moving stressful, like sure. even just moving into my college apartment, which is not even that big of a deal, takes a good few days out of me just in terms of energy. I can't, I just, it's a lot. Oh, uh, I yeah. was so poor when I moved into college that I had one towel, a bedspread, had to use somebody else's laptop no. and a rice cooker. Oh my God. And that was like Oof. it. And I... I can make anything in a rice cooker now though. That's some skills. You that are- is skills. You that's survivor <laughs> skills right there. You're you're prepared. You're prepared for anything. Um but I guess so, um yeah, you go ahead, Alex. We talked a we talked a lot about Kyle Larson, but I want to highlight some of the things he did this year. Like outside of NASCAR, he, he was the deserving champion in NASCAR. Yeah, but in obviously. general, like he won the Chili Bowl. He won the biggest dirt late, late model race to Prairie Dirt Classic. He won the Kings Royal at Eldora. He won the Knoxville Nationals. He won the Coke 600, the Bristol Night Race, and the 2021 Cup title. Like, this guy is crazy. And I used to, a few months ago, I was just like, people are overhyping him up. This is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And people were still kind of recovering from what he went through last year. Right. You know, I... And, like, the fans that, like, latched onto him. I had trouble getting over the fans that latched onto him. Right. It was just a really bad timing, really. But now I get it, right? This guy is something else. Kyle Larson is out of this world. And I understand the AJ Foyt comparisons now. I understand the Mario Andretti comparisons now. This, like, Jeff Gordon didn't do this. And Tony Stewart didn't do this. Kyle Larson did. And that really does deserve to be celebrated. Did you see what Tony Stewart said? Best racing, yeah. best driver of his lifetime. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. That's insane. Because he's old. <laughs> oh, his he's hero. Old. His hero is AJ Foyt. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and I've seen since I got to go to some of those dirt races. You know, I got to see Tony Stewart there milling around with Kyle Larson and and the mm-hmm. guys, and obviously the people that are that are there all year round as well. But he just looks like it. <laughs> Like, I never associated growing up Tony Stewart with happiness. <laughs> he always just seemed <laughs> really mad. And seeing him at a dirt race, like, especially like, talking to Kyle or whatever, like, the, mm-hmm. the two times I've gotten, been fortunate enough to do that, he's so happy. He That's just awesome. loves, it's like, he's, like, living vicariously through him. And, you know, Tony still races dirt, That's too, so but cool. Kyle is just so freaking good. It's like, it's like watching magic in action. It's incredible, the atmosphere, how excited everybody is. Matt did a story where he talked to the other uh, sprint car drivers at World Finals before the championship race on Sunday. And all those guys just came together and were rooting for him. And it's just, I think, done nothing but give positive impact to the dirt industry. People have been looking at these races and 
what is a sprint car and where are these held what are they doing and that's all because there's been so much more of a spotlight so they really appreciate it and it's like i've never been to a racetrack with nicer people ever they're right. all so mm -hmm. nice they all help each other it's like a it's crazy giant right. family that yeah. work on each other's cars oh so, that's awesome you're right, though, going back to your point and not distracting too much from how freaking nice the dirt community is. Um, everybody should appreciate what Kyle Larson has done. And I know you have like the Jenna Fryers that are going to say Lewis Hamilton is the best race car driver in the world. But, you know, I'd like to see Lewis Hamilton in a sprint car. Right. I'd like to see him in a stock car. And I'd like to let's go head to head. How much fun would that be? I want to see Kyle Larson in the Indy 500. Let's keep going. Cool. Let's, I want to add to that list that Alex just read off. To be honest, like mm -hmm. I also I know he's already won the Rolex Twenty Four, but I want to see him in the race again. And I just I I just I like accolades. Like since the NASCAR Championship didn't do too much for me, at least we got mm -hmm. it out of the way now. Let's get Daytona, like you know the Daytona Five Hundred. Obviously, let's get Indy. Let's get Southern whatever. What other races can he get in and win? Right. Um, I I'm kind of appreciative of watching him um, even more now. Um, I remember just like being a fan of him when he was at Ganassi, and you know he was he was pretty popular. Um, we, we knew he was a good dirt racer, um, but now the hype around him has really like gotten big. Um, and it's it feels weird because I I'm a I was a Dale Jr. fan growing up, and he won like three times like <laughs> when yeah. I was watching basically. <laughs> So it's all so weird to me, but um, I really like your perspective on the dirt racing as like a community. Um, like I I didn't know that was a thing, honestly. Like I didn't kind of I wasn't aware of that. Um, that's actually really cool. Like Donny Schatz was going for his three hundredth win, and every time he comes so close, he went for, for I don't remember how many races, like trying to get to that three hundred number. And anytime something would happen, like he would wreck out or a tire would go down people from other teams will come and help put that car back together and that's just wow. normal you know wow. Kyle Larson's brother-in-law Brad Sweet won the championship yep. and mm -hmm. for the world of outlaws and they literally are li like family but more than by marriage or blood they all just right. work together that's awesome one of my I might have told this on here before but one of my favorite stories of going to a dirt track was this hobby stock driver he ended up flipping on lap one and the car was it was still like sustainable. He pulled it into the pit area and like 20 people came out just working on it. Yeah. I doubt it was all his people. And it was like, this is amazing. The whole crowd's going nuts, just cheering for him. They're under red flag, cleaning up stuff still. And he came back and won the race, the feature event in the hobby stock. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And you wouldn't get that in a NASCAR. Like you would get that at a dirt track. It's just, it's just so cool. It's a family for sure. Very quickly, I'll say my larger experiences with pavement late model racing with super late models and late model stocks. Mm -hmm. And the dirt community does so many things right that the late model stock and the super late model, the pavement community in general could learn from. The merchandising, mm -hmm. the guys in dirt have their own tents. Pavement guys don't. They're losing mm -hmm. out on that sort of connection with their mm -hmm. fans. I mean, the dirt community is really just like the, the fans turn out for those races regularly even more so and pavement racing is struggling so there's a lot that i think we as a racing community could learn from the dirt community for sure um to a little put a bow on this whole topic i think if you're a racing fan a motorsports fan you should really be like astonished and proud to see a kyle larson having this sort of thing like 
whether you like him or not, this is something, I mean, they say it all the time, might never see this again, but yeah, this is something that is unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's really astonishing. Once <laughs> I got away from thinking just, you know, not liking him for valid reasons, it's like he's proven himself, you know, I think he's proven himself and he's proven people who can say that has said he has. So I love that. You now I can that. look at that. Yeah. yeah. And the way just now I can look at it with clear visions, like, wow, this is incredible. When you can get, get past everything else, it's like, this is remarkable for sure. I've gained a lot of respect for him recently. So. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he's grown a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's always kind of been, I mean, obviously last year was definitely an experience for him. And yeah. I think he handled it um, for, as well as he could. He learned from it. Um, he didn't run away from it like other drivers do. For sure. Um, some some that won't be racing again in Cup, hopefully. <laughs> um, that you, you got two sides of the coin yeah. right there, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. One I mean, with talent Kyle that... said it himself. Kyle said himself this was not a redemption tour. It's, yeah. It wasn't. Or a revenge this tour. Was, I hate when people use revenge. Like the only like, person who messed but, that up was Caitlin and her. She got to go on camera, and then she was like, "Everything we've been through." And I feel like most of us were like mm. looking at the screen, going, "Shut up!" <laughs> like, <laughs> oh we're man, we're not doing that. Kyle oh, said this God. is not redemption, and he's not talking about his struggles. It's and not, she just made right? that one comment, and I was like, "Girl, yeah, girl." I get it, but it's also not in front of the TV. Yeah, and then sometimes um, Rick Allen makes me mad with how he talks about it on TV too. Oh my god, we have a kid. Y'all can't see it, but we have a kitty on the camera. Oh, special guest. Here, I'll put him in witness protection in the blur. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I miss an anonymous guest. Anon- we have a fourth guest on the Gay Racing Podcast. <laughs> um, don't get that cat wild up, though. Go knock over more boxes. He will. Mm. Yeah. I guess we'll pause here for the. So it's everyone's favorite segment. And by everyone's favorite segment, I mean it's half the podcast. The T on the Gay <laughs> Racing Podcast. You can't have gay guys talking about racing without T because the racing world, there's a lot going on, especially with the NASCAR season ending. And Alex, we are saying goodbye to some good things, medium things, outright, don't want to see. Mm-hmm things again um first we have the gen six car um how about all three of us let's give like a a thumbs up thumb sideways thumbs down to okay everything that we're saying bye to okay gen six car i'll give that a thumb sideways thumb sideways or th- in between thumbs up and sub sideways okay and cassie's thumb sideways okay um, we just don't know what we're gonna get so i feel like right we can't quite decide if if the next gen was like the 750 package all out, I'd be thumbs up. But I just I'm teetering. I we're waiting I don't for know. the I'm waiting for the Gen Six nostalgia to hit in Twitter in like <laughs> um two years. People are already um, talking about 2014. It's already here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and a lot of the people talking um, about 2014 were like nine years old too. So yeah, 2014 yeah. was an okay season, but it was stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it. I think 2014, it kind of had, 2021 kind of had 2014 vibes because there was like a lot new, but I think next year it will be more like it. Um, but anyways, right. next Ryan, one. Ryan Newman, possibly that might have been his last race. And honestly, the most like, 
I feel like we don't know if it's his last race, and it almost makes it worse because we didn't really get a chance to say goodbye to him. He has um, nothing signed as of now, is what he says. That's, that's a, it's like a, honestly, thumbs down that we're saying bye to Newman because yes. I, I just feel like he's such a, I don't know. I, I'm it's um, sad that he hasn't won more races in the last few years because he's, he's still won some. I will say thumbs down, but thumbs up if he goes to SRX. Oh. I would like that. I would like that. I could see that. Hopefully him and Tony are on good terms. I remember they were fighting I, at Richmond a few few years ago. Yeah. But they're probably Is there anybody fine. Tony didn't fight, though? Yeah, yeah. I think Tony doesn't <laughs> hold grudges. He probably forgot about it. Um, but yeah, I think, I'll, I think he'll be an SRX, though. I could really see that. That would be um, neat. Yeah, that would be neat, actually. Honestly, NASCAR, yeah. NASCAR, NASCAR, he don't need to be a NASCAR anymore. I'm giving that <laughs> thumbs up. Get out of here, Newman. Go home. Go home. Be free. <laughs> be free. Did you guys catch uh, what Kyle Busch said? What Kyle Busch said? What? What did he say? During the race on his radio, he said, uh, thank you guys that since this may be our last race together, something along those lines. And so uh-huh. there's a lot of speculation that he's so fed up with things and he's been outspoken with concerns about the next gen car that he might just yeet. Listen, Kyle Bush to IndyCar. Let's go. I've been said that though. Fuck the, hold on. Hold up. I've been said that you can go back to like January. And I predicted that Kyle Bush would, I, I predicted he was going to win the championship and then he would walk off. But I've honestly had the vibe that he's been wanting to get out of NASCAR because he's so fed up. And he he's miserable. that, he's he that one miserable. driver with, not the one driver, but like he's the one driver realistically that might do it, that has the power to like make people listen. Because like, yeah. if, I don't know, if, I don't know. Well, like remember uh, the car of tomorrow, he won right. the first race with it. He said it sucked. It's like, that. that's a big statement. Like, if a mid-tier driver just left, hmm. I feel like that's not a big deal as Kyle Busch leaving. Um, people that's wouldn't really don't, interesting. People don't realize. Oh, I'm glad you brought that I, up, Cassie, because that's yeah. A, I have really not heard that. There is a rumor that Toyota. That's tea. That's tea. That is tea. Cassie said, "Oh, y'all want tea? <laughs> I oh tea. What the? F- <laughs> there, there is like a rumor that Toyota might be joining IndyCar, and I've been telling my friends that IndyCar and Kyle Busch would be a thing uh, with Toyota. Uh, you just gave me a lot more concrete evidence of that. <laughs> uh, I, I could see that maybe just mean that like they're going to change the crew chiefs again if you don't want to look too into it. But also there's a lot of evidence that Kyle's just fed up. So. I think, I, I mean, just again, this is not Cassie reporter talking, but I think he gets into that next-gen car and he decides yes or no. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's so involved. He has his Kyle Busch Motorsports team, he's very involved in the late model program. So, I mean, there's different things he could dabble into. And, of course, we have the lovely Brexton Bush's yeah. career blooming. Maybe uh, he wants right, to be with him right. more. I love Brexton. I do too. He's so gosh. cute. He's so oh. adorable. There's a video of him, like, playing video games with Eric Amarola's son. And it's just a clip of being like, Alex! And I use that <laughs> on Alex here all the time. It's great. <laughs> It's awesome. I love those kids. I love racing kids. They're so cute. Owen. 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 Okay. I've been obsessed with Owen. OG. Like, I love Owen with all my heart. He climbs up on the sprint cars and waves the flag, and now he finally got to do it in cup. Ah. Oh, my God. I literally was screaming Sunday night. It was so We were on FaceTime, and you're just yelling, oh, my God, Owen. It was so funny. Oh, my God. And they kept giving (laughs) Kyle the flag 
And then they expected him to hold up that trophy by himself. I was like, fuck this flag. He doesn't want this flag. Look at the flag. I know. It. I think they had a backup flag and he tore that one up all the shreds too. Oh my God. Um, Ganassi, their NASCAR team, well, um, they're done. Um, they're done. They're, they're um, done. You're, you're done. I, you're done. <laughs> this one is, feel like, very under the radar. I feel like a lot of people are just going to kind of forget this actually happened. Like, I almost don't um, care though that they're leaving for some reason, you know? Because yeah. I used to actually love that team because I mean, Larson was on it. There's but... there's a lot better things out there for them in IMSA and IndyCar. Yeah. I mean, IndyCar, they're on top of the world over there right now. Yeah. So, Agreed. I, I don't blame them. I mean, Chip Ganesa got a really good offer, it sounds like, from Justin mm-hmm. Marks. So. Yeah. I'm excited to see you. Justin Marks for a second. Like, what a yeah. gangster. Like, he just goes in there and he's like, I want to be involved. Let me buy a team. We want to be at Fuck the in Nashville partying and nascar driving he is definitely i'm hoping that team is successful i think that he has the ability to be a powerhouse team just they have pitbull like who would have who thought that and i thought michael jordan was crazy pitbulls that's mm-hmm. insane yeah <laughs> track house in 2311 is like having um, a contest to like who's the most like outrageous like put together team yeah like who's who's cooler who's the cooler team because y'all got Michael Jordan on one side and then Pitbull on the other side. Um, right. It's a, it is good for the sport. I'm, I'm actually really glad to um, see that happen. And but yeah, the thumbs up, growing. thumbs up, thumbs down. Where are we I doing on care. that? I, I'm saying thumbs up. I'm, I don't even care enough to car. put a thumb up, actually. Mm. Like thumb sideways. Between sideways and up. Mm. Okay. I invented one. That's okay. fair. It, uh, it is a scale. Brad Keselowski's leaving Penske and going to Roush. Uh, I'm going to say thumbs up because I think Brad's going to do really good yeah. at this. But I'm really sad he's leaving Pinsky. I've never been a big fan of his. I'm a big Pinsky guy. But he is the whole huge reason Pinsky was back on top in NASCAR because they were very mediocre before Brad showed up in the two car. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he can do really good things at Roush. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that goes for sure. Yep. I agree with that. I, I don't got anything else to say. Same. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, this is this is a fun one. Uh, Matt De Benedetto. Two thumbs up. The... No, let <laughs> me go. <laughs> Let's actually get into Matt De Benedetto. This man's. Um, Weekly I feel Matt like he segment. desperately needs therapy to understand why he was so <laughs> self-destructive in the last month. Like, boy, mm-hmm. do you have a public relations person who is in your ear and you're just ignoring them? Like, I don't think he has a PR. I, I have no, and I have no insider knowledge. So I, I yeah. haven't asked Matt this question, but <laughs> like, <laughs> what has happened to this man? Everybody was yeah. rooting for him when he, you know, Denny Hamlin, that whole thing. And now everyone is looking at him as a grifter. It's really unfortunate. I'm very mm-hmm. disappointed in how this has all turned out extra disappointed that a day after Steve Phelps made his empty uh, statement, and I say empty because it obviously has no backing behind yeah. it, that he didn't support Let's Go Brandon. The next day, right. they have a credentialed person with a camera on their property with a Let's Go Brandon shirt. No, mm-hmm. Steve Phelps should not have it. And I'm not for censorship. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you get up in front of God and everybody and say, we're not Let's Go Branding, and then you let somebody wear your NASCAR credential, that means you've sanctioned it. And I don't, yep. it's just, it's not okay. Totally agree. Um, yep. Very unimpressed with that. And I think hopefully this will humble De Benedetto and he will 
maybe learn from this experience and understand how to approach these things in a better way in the future because how he approached it this past month has been uh, sad to watch honestly Mm -hmm. yeah i agree it has been sad um i feel like his apology what monday yesterday whenever it was i just felt like it was so it almost felt manipulative. I, think it was, I feel like the whole I time he was trying forced. to manipulate us. Almost. I think he was forced. Well, do you see something. Jenna's tweet? Jenna said that he was almost yeah. not about to race on Sunday. So it makes me think, mm-hmm. obviously, the Wood Brothers, John Wood was on Twitter saying it's been hell for them. Um, I don't know if it was the Wood Brothers that almost yanked him out of the car or Penske itself, because Penske doesn't tolerate stuff like that. Right. Yeah, they're a very yeah. uniform yeah. organization. Like, yeah. yeah. So you're right that it might have been forced. I am glad that they didn't pull him out because that would have been a national outcry. Yes. It would have been Agreed. all over the... Yeah, it that's would have been a good terrible. point someone brought up. So I am really glad they didn't. I totally understand why they probably pondered it. They canceled all of his appearances uh, at mm-hmm. Phoenix. The Q&A. But yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And they made the right call not pulling him out, though. That would have just yeah. been a really bad domino effect, just like last year with the new situation. It just yep. would have been bad. Um, it would have emboldened, yeah. The and it, it is just sad. Um, I think it does a disservice mm-hmm. to the industry too when you involve political people like that who clearly don't know the sport. And right. it just is so unfortunate to me because I don't believe that all publicity is good publicity. Right. Right. And then today, you wanted to mention this, Cassie. Uh, Noah Gregson replied to uh, Benedetto's apology post saying. Uh, let's go, Brandon. I'm, I stand behind you. So something like that. It's been deleted um, now. Uh, it, it's gone. Oh, has it? Okay. It's Aww. gone. Um, if and only this we had a way after... to capture screenshots. <laughs> oh, yeah. An eagle-eyed uh, person <laughs> mm-hmm. on Twitter, Randall, uh, tweeted it out. And, and uh, a reporter, Daniel McFadden, actually tagged Noah and said that, you know, just days after Steve Phelps, NASCAR president, said, we're not doing this. We don't like the let's go, Brandon. Here we are mm-hmm. a second uh, driver saying, let's go Brandon in a public space. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes all of us drivers included forget that even if you're saying something on Instagram, that is no different than you speaking aloud in town square. And again, with the weight of sponsors behind you, you are sanctioning what someone is saying. He has raced with Brandon Brown. Does Brandon care? We don't know. Cause Brandon has not spoken out about this, uh, smart, of course, and, and wisely smart. so, but yeah. I just think, and maybe it's me being too sensitive. I'm guilty of that every once in a while, but I would think that if I knew Brandon Brown or I was a competitor, I would not disrespect him in that way using this co-opted phrase that's used right. to insult a politician. Regardless of who the politician is, I just think it's not classy. 100%. It is very disrespectful to Brandon. Um, I think a lot of people overlook that, right? Because it mm-hmm. is it is kind of about him. And I think, you know, there's been kind of trouble for him and his team with sponsorship because of this whole thing. A lot of people aren't like looking at that part. It's just, right when he got his first win. I, it's, it's heartbreaking. How, how really. else can you ruin it? Another little piece of tea is that when I was working on my story about Brandon and mm-hmm. um, how it has affected his team a little bit, because I had seen that associated press line that was unattributed that his team had had trouble with sponsorships is that I have heard that, a person told me that he's been offered some right wing or political sponsorships and actually turned them down because this is not something he wants to be involved in. So that really made me feel for him because you don't want to be that political lightning rod. And 
uh, he's sort of forced to be that. Right he'll now. never drop. He'll never be able to get away from that in the future. If he like were to make it the cup, for example, that's just because it's gone beyond NASCAR scope, the NASCAR bubble. Like yeah. people probably don't even know where it originated mm-hmm. from at this point. It's getting to that point. Um, yeah, and, my, and my roommate know didn't know. My roommate didn't know, and I had to embarrassingly say it was NASCAR. Uh, yeah i watched oh i know oh my god i hate when stuff like that happens in nascar because i'm like oh yep that was us again sorry (laughs) like when the whole larson thing happened last year and yeah yeah. people were like zach why are you upset i'm like it's a long story (laughs) it's a long story (laughs) i remember that moment very clearly too of when that happened and uh matt and i being in i think we were in the car and i looked at him and i said this is, this ends everything. He's going to lose his ride. He's going to lose everything. And Matt was like, no, 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 he'll apologize. He'll figure it out. Like he was thinking there would be some sort of like strategy or some way to mitigate the, the fallout. And I looked at him and I was like, nope. And I was right. I mean, 24 hours later we knew. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, if he wasn't, oh God. Yeah. I didn't even Mm -hmm. mean to get into that, but definitely. Cassie, you are one of the only people that I follow I, I replied this to you earlier that you were the only people one of the only people who like defend Noah Gragson oh yeah um, sorry no it's okay and um I forgot to mention that I was just gonna say I really appreciate that like I have there's a lot of things he's done that are just not good but like on the track you kind of only realize like yeah he is a pretty good personality overall and like, you know, he's going up with the fans celebrating at Martinsville. That's really cool. And that's, we do need that sort of stuff. But it's like, then you have this happen, you know, it's, it's just, it's frustrating for sure. One of the things that he's, and this is probably one of the more controversial things I'll say, but mm-hmm. I have met him and been around him several times now. And he is extremely kind. He is a nerd. Like he literally like jumps off of haulers and climbs around like a little kid and like when him and Harrison Burton were racing late models, they would like play together, like their kids, like chasing each other around, Aww. being goofy. I've gotten That's to cute. see like that side of Noah where he sits on the track after a win by himself because he says that he never wants to forget what that feels like. He literally just sits mm. on the asphalt thinking about what it was like to win that race. I was there when the big incident happened where he kissed Miss Snowball Derby and people were very uh, alarmed if he had consent. And I was there when that happened. And in that moment, being right there, it did not seem like a big deal. It was only the aftermath that made it sound really awful mm-hmm. and seem awful. And I'm not saying it wasn't because I don't know the young lady or anything, but it was just so unfortunate that that became what defined him from, from then on. And then the snap with the, the incident with the lady in the gym and those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. The most controversial thing I'll say, now that I've kind of wormed around it, is that mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because his dad is in jail. I think that he yeah. has grown up in the spotlight. I sympathize with him uh, not having that leadership. He and his dad are very close. And he has had to cope with those demons in public. And I think that right. he has done it with some unhealthy people around him that have mm-hmm. influenced him in an unhealthy way. And when all of us are our lowest lows, we're very vulnerable to people who are bad influences. But ultimately he is an adult. I will absolutely say that even though I feel bad for him, he needs to make better choices. Today's choice on Instagram was a bad yeah. choice. Um, he's, I don't, I didn't like the shotgunning the beer look very much either. I think you have to be sensitive to the drinking 
um, just with everything that's gone on. But I do believe it in my heart of hearts. I believe that Noah Gregson is a good person. I don't believe Dale Jr. would invest in him if he didn't believe the same thing. Right. That's a good point. And you know, the forgiveness, you also mentioned this on Twitter about Kyle Larson too. You can say that about like everyone makes a mistake too, even as dire as those things are. And I think that's, it's harder for people who aren't like black, for example, with Kyle Larson to kind of go back to that, to accept it. Cause that's not our place to accept that or forgive for that. So I don't know. I really appreciate what you've been saying about that for sure. That's such a good point. And I, um, I, I really, really, really love that you said that because in certain situations like that, especially with race, it really isn't up to us. And I, I just yeah, love that. Yeah, for sure. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've tried to make it clear yeah. the entire time. We're just we're, we're just two white dudes talking about it. Like, what yeah. what does our opinion matter? Like, it's it's easy for us to say stuff. Um, Very early on in the podcast, we had Mark Wiley on. I always recommend that episode, people. Uh, great episode if you want more about that. It was like really hot right after yeah. the whole thing went down. So, we might have to reflect on that at some point because it's been like yeah. a year and we had expectations for what mm-hmm. we wanted larson to kind of do in 2021 and mm-hmm. i'd um you know he's when i want a championship and, and mm-hmm. yeah and for the record mark wiley just to in that this, this part of the podcast here is that he's forgiven him and he's actually more of a fan of kyle larson now than he was before yeah after oh, wow. all that he's done so and he was pretty mad about it rightfully so but yeah right. he's more of a fan of him now than he was he just tweeted that the other day so yeah yeah it's it <sighs> It's interesting to see this kind of, you know, no one's perfect. Um, we make, we all make mistakes, some bigger than others. Some can be forgiven more than others. Um, sure. I think definitely you talk about Noah. I personally, I still don't like him that much, but I don't like hate him. I don't really hate anybody. Um, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> but um, oh, man. he, I think today's incident on instagram is like it's kind of the same genre of you do need to kind of be careful what you put out on the internet especially when you are a national figure because he is a national figure he's on national tv sometimes Mm -hmm. um he's a race car driver kids look up to you kids you know see you on tv um or i mean kids have ipads now they have twitter you know 12 13 year olds they're very impressionable it's important to be not you know the best role model ever ever again we're not perfect but there's just some things that you should, you should just watch what you put out there. And I think Noah needs sure. to work on that. Um, Matt D self-destructing was just not good for anybody. Um, yeah. Dry- and, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want drivers to be boring. It's good to have personality. Okay. Denny Hamlin is really entertaining and he's not problematic. Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, we thought so, he wasn't uh, problematic. And then Jordan uh, Fish dropped the bomb yeah. and then we don't kind know of. what happened. <laughs> But, but like you get my point yeah 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 <laughs> oh my gosh great discussion um, there guys great job. that was good oh god so we um, have some other tea we'll kind of speed run these a little bit that was good tea though yes great tea cassie brought uh, tea to the episode she brought her own tea we we had tea to give her but she was like no girl i got it <laughs> love um, your little laugh there oh my god moving on alex so Daniel Hamrick won the Xfinity Series championship. He got his very first win. Uh, if he would have got second, I think Twitter would have caught on fire. 
I wish he, he would have won the championship and finished second in the race. I really wish he didn't win the race for the drama. <laughs> for, for the, the drama. drama of he still doesn't have a win. And he's champion. I would have given, I would have paid to see that happen. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. I I <laughs> I really liked it. Like this this format, he did what he had to do to win the championship. No, he got like, the, he got the bag. He secured the bag. Honestly, like, <laughs> the amount of composure it had to take to not just dump someone like I'm going to win a damn race finally. That was a clean bump and run. Yeah, that was probably the cleanest bump and run I've ever it seen. It was a wholesome bump and run. Yeah, it, it was wholesome. wholesome. It was wholesome. Aww. Aww. Like, you know, yeah, that's why I felt because all of us were like, he's so nice. Is he going to do it? Yeah. And he deserved to do that. It's been coming for him. Like, he's the yeah. one driver where if he bumps in ring, you cannot be mad at it. He's had yeah. so many takes. He's been through way him. too much. I'm really happy for him. Um, you know, I don't know if he's yeah, like he's the a good champion, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, a feel good moment. Really happy for that. For I sure. think of that video where Ryan Blaney and him are at like a club and Blaney's like yeah. dancing. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, Alex? I do. And Daniel's just like, he's not even keeping up with. Ryan, he's like, all right, you have fun there, Ryan. I'm gonna sit here so with my funny. drink. That's what I think when I think of Daniel Hemmer. Um, just um, breaking before I started recording, Anthony Alfredo is out yeah. of the 38 car at Front Row Motorsports. Um, didn't see this coming. I know there was like talks that 2311 might take over the team or something for with the charter. Uh, I don't know. There's some interesting news around that, but. What do you guys think about that one? Alfredo um, out of the 38. The, well, there's some other breaking that we'll get to in a minute. I just saw what Cassie was showing. Um, Dodge. Oh. Yeah. Dodge. That's one word. One word. Hand. Anyways, Anthony Alfredo. Um, mm -hmm. they That team needs to not get another Ricky. I think that's obvious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this I is hope two Anthony, in a row. It just I hope Anthony out. can like go back to Xfinity or something because he was doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah, just don't get a Ricky next year. Um, that's another good yeah. kid by the way like a legitimately yeah. Oh, yeah. good human being fast pasta um i've had a few interactions with him I like yeah him. he's cool i like his vibe um yeah don't i don't like how he just got thrown into a cup car um so yeah. so Stern what's Bomb. dodge story so sternbaum okay. let me read the tweet um at steve phelps to at candace spencer quote it's been widely rumored that dodge is one of those or closest to joining nascar I won't confirm or deny that. I would suggest things are progressing or I would say that things are progressed. What? I would suggest things are progressing or I would say that things are progressing. Okay, Steve. Um, when we have something to announce, we will. It's like a non-statement, to be honest. But honestly, there has to be something there for him to say that. There has to be something there to say that. Honestly, it'd be kind of poetic if as soon as Brad left, uh, Penske Dodge comes back. Yeah, I just think it's kind of funny. I just uh, wonder though, are there enough teams to support not support four manufacturers? But I feel like Toyota has barely had any cars. It's kind yeah. of getting better, but see, Ganassi was the one team that I could see being switched into a new manufacturer. But Ganassi is going to be gone. I could so see maybe I, like some mid-tier Chevrolet team being like, okay, we'll get some Dodge but manufacturer would, support. But... Would Childress leave Chevy though? That's who I, I would think that. that is. Maybe like. I don't know. Maybe Trackhouse would like. Well, Childress though Justin, has a lot Justin of. Justin Marks doesn't mess around. We did talk to. That. That's true. <laughs> Justin Marks, he's he would do that. Maybe okay. We just predicted that mm -hmm. right here on the Gay Racing Podcast. Justin Marks to Dodge. You heard it here first. 
Um, yeah, I think Dodge and Honda are like the only two manufacturers I could see joining NASCAR. So Honda not, would be cool. I'm not that surprised as I know NASCAR wants more manufacturers to come in. Um, yeah, they've been trying to. That's why we have like five horsepower. So, <laughs> which like right. again, that, that's not the direct problem because if you just put a, a lip on the back of the car, we we get some decent racing, maybe. Right. I don't know. I'm also not an engineer, so. <laughs> right. Um, that's so cool though. Dodge, thank you for bringing that up, Cassie. Cause I saw, I saw you like show it. I'm like, that's the Dodge symbol. That's the, Dodge I was like, that symbol. looks like Dodge. I was like, I'm going to keep talking though, but interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that was worth mentioning just cause like the speculation is there and you know, when yeah. Stern tweets something, he likes to emotionally manipulate us. I feel like, and mm. get us talking about Dodge. Oh, <laughs> I hope his pillow's warm tonight. I, I, I can't with him. I can't with both both the Steves. I can't. I'm sorry. They they annoy the fuck out of me. Steve squared. Yeah. I'll just say this is that I have mm-hmm. spoken with one of the Steves okay. and mm-hmm. I think that they all need some courses in management and professionalism and Ooh. I'll leave it there. Ooh. That's spicy. Damn. <laughs> it is hot. Girl. I should have said that. But that's how I feel. I feel <laughs> like okay. communication is a two-way street. And you should respect people even if they feel differently than you, especially when they're not For attacking sure. you. Right. Wow. That's all. Exactly. And I I I mean, I'm I'm not respectful all the time, but I mean a lot of people like Matt Weaver, for example, actual criticism against yeah. the direction of NASCAR is going. And I feel like they just don't listen to that at all. So mm-hmm. but yeah, moving on from that. The clash at the LA Coliseum. Um, number one, they've been promoting the hell out of that. But it's on FS1. Does that make sense? It's on FS1, um, <laughs> which is weird. They've been promoting the hell out of it. The qualifying mm-hmm. format was announced. It's basically, Alex, would you say it's like a dirt racing kind of Well, it's like a format. short track format. Short track, yeah. yes, yeah, sorry. Dirt racing, they, short track. You and I won't have to argue about heat races because it's not Because they are actual like heat SRX races. SRX heat races. Yeah. yeah. Um. But there's two last chance qualifiers, right? Yeah. I think 22 cars make the field. Uh, Up to 40 cars are allowed to enter. Um, I I don't have much to say about it. Like, this is kind of what I expected. This is cool. Cool. Do you have anything to say about that, Cassie? I have not gotten super deep into it today. It looks fun. And for what it is, it's an exhibition race. So throw Mario Kart bananas on the track for all I care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm for it. That's a mood. That's a mood. (laughs) That's why I wish at the Texas All-Star Race they did some actual crazy stuff. Like, do something that is actually unthinkable. Like, that makes us have to watch instead of playing Mario Kart, ironically. Because right. that's what we did during Texas All-Star. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> speaking, of, um, you. speaking of qualifying, though, so I don't know if there's any truth to this. Maybe you've heard something, Cassie. But per a source from, who was it on Twitter, 20-minute um, practice sessions and 10-minute group qualifying for nascar next year mark crystal on twitter i don't even know how reliable he is he has 264 followers front stretch he works for the front stretch though so um or contributor at least so it's not confirmed 20 minute practice sessions 10 minute group group qualifying um because obviously that has worked great in the past sarcasm <laughs> what do y'all think about that um it's kind of a I mean, at least it's something, and it's a way to save cost. You have to use the same set of tires for all three sessions, um, or like 
to start the race. Um, yeah, I uh, feel like this is going to get really abused by the top teams. They're going to find a way to manipulate this because ten minute qualifying. Well, if they have to, if they have to stay on the same tires, why wouldn't they just like take a penalty to change tires or something? Or if they just like don't they qualify bad or something? I mean, are we are we keeping the competition cautions? Like just chill until then. Well, this like, I don't I, know. I would think not because that's basically a competition but caution. If we're gonna have group qualifying, I'm hoping the next gen is not super aero dependent because that's it's just gonna be a disaster, especially Even, at Daytona Talladega if we're doing it there. Yeah, yeah, but 20 minutes of practice. I would rather have like an hour, 45 minutes. But yeah, I feel like it, 20 minutes at least they can shake it down. You won't have issues like what Larson had at Talladega earlier in the year. I think there was some issue Kyle Busch had early in the race that would have been resolved. Um, stuff like that'll be avoided at least, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not quite enough. It's at it's least something, qualified. maybe for some weekends. I mean, if cost saving is really that important for the top stock car series in the world, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Arca, Arca gets to practice and qualify right like, now. Like, so. I just feel like... <laughs> and they have like $5, so... <laughs> I get cost saving is important for... Alex, you're killing me. <laughs> I get cost saving is important, but also you're the top series in NASCAR. Like, bro. Right. Like, I get this... Ne- I don't know. Maybe I'm not... I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just feel like it's a little yeah. silly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll um, just say I don't trust the source. That's the thing. I interesting. Okay. It seems like cap because I'm waiting for Adam Stern or Bob to say something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or Matt. Like, like I smell cap here, low key. Um, that might have been one of the ideas, and maybe I could see this being maybe on some weekends. Which I feel like if it's on some weekends, it'd be the majority of weekends though, because it's again it yeah. saves cost, but. It's a nah. condensed schedule. You have a two-day show. I mean, it makes sense for there to be shorter practice. Um, right. I still don't know about group qualifying, though, because it was really mm-hmm. hilarious. That they time know, the yeah. Qualifying. Yeah. Like, they know that single-core qualifying just works better for, I mean, yeah. NASCAR. It just works better for what we are. So I don't, yeah. I don't know about all that. We'll and see. then the last bit, the last sip of tea we have, SMI purchased... Um, what's it called dover corp dover inc whatever mm-hmm. yeah that they own dover and nashville on um, the nascar tracks so i saw a lot of people just kind of scaring this up making people like horrified what's fear mongering yeah. yeah that's the word fear mongering i i feel like people are overreacting yeah yeah i just don't care <laughs> i yeah, yeah i don't either <laughs> like pe- so people were saying that they're gonna drop dover and they're gonna add in like a third texas race or some something nonsense they wouldn't spend this much money just to kill Dover. Why yeah. would they do that? Dover is a good track. I think it's like, kind of fulfilling its market. Like, I guess it takes out the competition of another... But, like, come on. Like, they it's like, like the whole... Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, if anything, I could see them just being a way to oh, easily add in Nashville Fairgrounds or something. Yeah. If that happens. Because they have more dates. Doing that. Right. So... Right. I don't know. I think people are fear-mongering. I think this is whatever. It's sad mm-hmm. we're losing another independent track owner, but uh, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So Maybe we'll have a dirt over. Dirt, okay. Actually, <laughs> no. Don't even speak that into existence. I would... Maybe that's, maybe that's the plan. <laughs> oh, dirt over, right. So... Mm-hmm. 
Um, we have a few minutes left, Cassie. So our guest question that I think, did we ask Jackson this? Did we ask no, anybody this asked, yet? No, you asked Jackson what his celebrity crush was. Right. And that was, <laughs> I mean, it fit, if, it fit the gay part of the podcast name, but this is more of a racing question. On the, <laughs> yes. So if you could take a lap at any track in the world, where would it be and which car? Bristol. Okay. Ooh. Um, Bristol, even since I was a little kid, was my favorite to drive on like any NASCAR video game. Yeah. Concrete, right? Concrete. Yeah. Which car? Ooh. See, that's a good one. Because it could be like a street car, a race car, probably a race car. You could do an do an Indy car. Zach wants an Indy car. I want an Indy car in Bristol so bad. I want like an old school, like back in the day, Richard Petty 43 stock Ooh. car from like the 70s. And I want to roll Dude, around Bristol. Love it. Cassie, love you are it. so cool. You're, <laughs> you're so cool. I don't know. I see you in it right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I want to like totally be unsafe and just let it go wide open and feel that feeling of what it used to be like. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> oh my god the classic feeling of nascar that mm. that's such a good that's such a good answer wow all right yeah well um alex thank do you we guys have, do we have anything else for for cassie I, here today i think that's everything this was we had such a good conversation about she gave us so much tea things. i feel like we so need much to give her a party was gift. Filled. <laughs> like oh my gosh i thank you so much cassie for um joining us today it was great to have you um, I hope everything in your career goes well. Hope your moving goes well too. Sounds stressful, but you got it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Again, stay true to yourselves and keep being you, especially online because you make me laugh on the regular. So thank, thank you. you. That listen, I at this point in life, I just want to make people laugh. It's mm-hmm. it's just it brings me joy. It brings me true joy. So um, yeah, thank you so much for that. We'll we'll, we'll do our best here at the Gay Racing Podcast. But <laughs> yeah, you take care. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, guys. We're going to wrap up the podcast. Not real quick, but, you know, um, not wrap up the podcast. F1 happened this weekend at Mexico. Um, Only thing I learned from it was that the next car cannot come soon enough because the racing was very subpar. Mexico has a lot of slow sections of track, and there's just, like, you can't really get anything going. um just yeah this was the worst race of the year for me it was it really was but honestly i can't be mad this f1 season's been so good like i i can't complain it kind of sucks at the end of this championship battle but i I mean i I think verstappen has it i think it's obvious it's starting to look like it because uh in a post-race interview i think it was i think f1 put it on their instagram they told Lewis, like, hey, Red Bull's only one point behind you guys in the constructors now. And he's like, they are? <laughs> he looked horrified. Oh, so, uh, yeah. And Denny Lewis also said, if they have the speed at Brazil that they had at Mexico, they, they're going to win again. I think it's I think it's almost wrapping up here. It's over. They're going to, I think, I think uh, Lewis and Mercedes, they're going to need another catastrophe happened from red bull and red bull's already had like two or three of them yeah and they're still in the point lead i don't know i they're gonna have to have something dramatic happen yeah the the thing i'd be betting on we're going to qatar and Mm -hmm. um 
especially Saudi Arabia, which mm -hmm. their new tracks for F1. Saudi Arabia is a new kind of street course. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a new thing for everybody. Um, yeah. But I said that with Alex Pillow. You know, these are new tracks from an Indy IndyCar. Car, and he yeah. literally won. He finished top three in like all the races. So, right. you know, it might not matter. I think also speaking of Alex Pillow, Alex Pillow and Kyle Larson are both first time NASCAR champions in um, this season. Right. Yeah. Kyle Larson luckily represents what the actual champion would have been because he had the most yeah. full season points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm that bitch. I am that bitch. And don't be like, well, <laughs> he they won in like every format possible. Do you they would have raced differently oh. if they knew it was full season. Suck my ass. Suck my ass. I did not ask you. Um, but so, yeah, if Max Verstappen wins his first F1 championship, um, who said it on Twitter? It would be the first time since 1988 when Bill Elliott won the NASCAR championship. Was it? Oh, who? I don't even remember the other two. I, I saw you tweeting about this, and I thought that was such a cool stat. That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's been, been since 1988 um, since... Sorry, I can't do two things at once. 1988 since we've had all three of those series, NASCAR, IndyCar, and F1, all had new champions in the same year. I'm looking on my... My mic's not even on my face. Oops. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. It is it was bra at Brock, uh, Brack. I can't talk. You at can't Brock talk. Bolton, 77 <laughs> is who told you this. It was Bill Elliott, Danny Sullivan, and Art and Senna. Art and Senna. Okay. i right. Okay. Cool. And that was, uh, 1988. And our fact checker, Avery, uh, confirmed that. So. Right. So it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yes. So, uh, um, 1988. That's really that's cool. Like, that's like 30 years ago. Cause I see Verstappen getting, and I just think that's, it's just a really cool thing for motorsports. Cause like we talk about dynasties and how Scott Dixon and Jimmy Johnson, Lewis yeah. Hamilton win all those championships, but then all of a sudden 2021, um, maybe like the sh maybe everything shifted because of COVID, but we have these new champions, yeah. and it's really cool to see and new yeah. champions with some established teams, though, right? Because yeah. Hendrick and Red Bull and Ganassi these are all the bit. These are all the heavy hitters. It's the yeah. same teams, really. Uh, if you count Red Bull with Vettel, you have yeah. Ganassi and Dixon, and you have Hendrick and Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Bro, Gordon. it's twenty ten. It's still the same teams. Yeah, it it's 2010 like it's 2010 right now. We are living in 2010. All three of those yeah. teams won the... Dude, isn't that kind of... Well, that's really crazy. That's kind of crazy. Um, huh. Yeah. Um, but no, this, this, that, the F1 race kind of sucked. But like I said, I'll take one bad race over this whole season. Uh, and again, every race matters. So I still watched. Right. Um, yeah. I have nothing I else to say about it. But. I definitely am upset, though, that it doesn't look like Mercedes is going to have much to say for this championship. And remember, like, a few months ago, you and I were like, oh, Mercedes is probably going to get the Constructors' Championship, but it's going to stay close. Uh, Red Bull's only, like I said, only one behind now. Yeah, and, and they've had the momentum. Like, Botas yeah, cannot I, put races together. It is not looking good for Mercedes or Lewis Hamilton right now. But, you know, this season's been crazy, so... Crazier you know, things have happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's and that's why we watch. 
Yep. Um, anyways, moving on from that, um, I, let me get the doc out. So um, I am, let me crown myself. I am the 2021 NASCAR GURP fantasy GURP. champion. <laughs> yep. GURP. Um, Congratulations. So I don't even know how the points worked out. Phoenix, you, so. you got two points right for accurately predicting the final four in positions. Because yeah, I had I Larson get, first. I got Zilch. Hamlin got the yeah Hamlin did get third um yeah so and but if this was NASCAR rules though your driver finished better than mine in the last race so in NASCAR rules you're the champion hey isn't that format <laughs> stupid y'all that is stupid I was God. behind all year <laughs> Jesus oh man God. um no our race picks is so fun I won the IndyCar championship you won yeah. the NASCAR championship yeah. I love that we do that. I really do. It was fun. I don't know if we're gonna fuck with the final four points next year. That was it was a little it was a little it was a little confusing. But... It was a little silly. Um, um but no, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh it was. It's exciting. It made NASCAR more exciting to watch. I'd like to figure out how to do F1 um for for our fantasy because we didn't do F1 at all. Um Sorry, y'all. We had technical. Dip. What were you talking about, Alex? Uh, I don't know where you're going to cut it off at, but I was just going to say, like, I I would like it if we could find a way to do F1 fantasy, but it's right. just going to okay. We'll, we'll just pick the same people over and yeah. over. Yeah, that's why we didn't do it this season. Uh, even with the championship, we would have been picking Lewis and Max every week. Maybe you know? it could be a thing where um... it's best of the rest. No, it could be a thing where I'm trying to think of you have to pick somebody from maybe the top half in points mm-hmm. and then pick somebody from the bottom half in points. Like mm-hmm. maybe pick someone from the top 10, pick someone from the top 15, and then pick someone from like the bottom five. Like, does that make sense? Kind we of. Could, we could we talk could, about it more. We could talk about it when we like, get closer next year. Because then you start watching, like, the bottom of the grid, too. Um, right, right. It could also be a thing where you pick, like, a whole constructor as well as a driver. Yeah. And then it's, like, if your constructor scores more points. But yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it in the offseason. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I mean, we have a few races maybe even to test it out. So. Um, yeah. But. We, we we won't worry about that right now. So yeah, but yeah. Congratulations to you on uh Thanks. your championship. Yeah. I got I kind of I might I might pull some stats together for like um I next episode I, or something. I, I was gonna go through and see who picked like how many wins we got and everything, yeah. but I did not want to do that. I had too much homework to do. It's that a thing. lot. Yeah, it <laughs> is a lot. I kind of want to see like if we did it, where like if we got as many points as the driver scored. Like I really, what that's an interesting like. idea. Yeah. I kind of do want to do that next year, low key, because then it gets more like I don't know though, because then yeah. like just the simple battle of our drivers is also entertaining too, because yeah. it happens a lot. So yeah, and I mean, we would still have that. We would still yeah. have that. It just adds more math if we do it. But then there's way. also stages and like fuck stages. Like who actually cares about stages? Yeah, we can talk um, about. But it. that's an, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um. Yeah, yeah, so episodes might not be every week. I think next week we'll probably have one, maybe. I don't it really just yeah. depends on like what goes on in the NASCAR world too, though. Because like Yeah. So yeah, now that the NASCAR season's over, IndyCar's over for the year. We just have F1. 
Yeah. Uh, like if episodes, Brazil's a banger, we'll probably talk about it. Oh yeah. Uh, if it, you know, it kind of depends how F1 goes, uh, what happens in NASCAR, if there's any IndyCar news, whatever, might have some guests. I'm kind of planning some things out with that. Zach and I've kind of talked a little bit. Um, bam, episodes might not be every week during the off season. Uh, yeah. We're busy boys. We're in college. <laughs> uh yeah. finals are coming up so i'm sure you all understand so right. y'all thank y'all yeah. for the support by the way um, yeah for sure it's it's fun to do this every week get our opinions out there verbally very fun so it's a platform for us and mm-hmm. platform for gay people of course um i haven't put this in the bio or the description in a little mm-hmm. bit but if you're listening and you are gay um lgbtq plus and if you have, if you are involved in motorsports, or even if you're a motorsports fan, and if you have something to share that you think would be interesting, let us know on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod or our personal Twitters at DreamySacGP at New Gaiden. Let us know if you just want to talk to us, say hi to us, and you know, whatever. Yeah. We've had a lot of people reach out to us. Um, some that have told them that they're gay but not out, and of course, we respect that. We don't tell anybody else. Um, there's a lot of things that guests have told us on the show that we don't tell y'all. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, um, just wanted to put that out there because we we really appreciate what y'all have to say about this podcast, and we want to thank y'all for supporting us through um, absolutely kind of our second NASCAR season, kind of. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, season's not we, over. It's not over. We do have F1. Petit Lamal is Saturday. And Petit Lamal. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. Oh my god, week. we don't yep. really talk about IMSA. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. that. Yep, it's ten. It's a ten hour race at Road Atlanta. It's I guess probably the third biggest race in American endurance racing. That might be cap. I don't actually know, but mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Um, it's also the championship finale for um the IMSA WeatherTech Series. I have no idea what the point situation. Is. I have no clue either looks like let me look it up real quick do we have anything else to talk about today alex or like in the uh, final notes uh, no that's we've talked about everything we've talked about so much with cassie thank you again cassie for mm-hmm. coming on this episode yeah that's been like a month in the works by the way um very happy to have her um but yeah just that's pretty much everything all right so it oh how does that work so how does that work? I think I don't know how their point scale works. I really don't. I don't know enough about IMSA. I have no weather idea. tech IMSA point scale because it's like they get like a um they had a point scale and then they added like zeros to all the numbers so they could give partial points more easily. I'm mm-hmm. um, at like. For like endurance races, they award points at like the six hour marks or whatever. Um, mm. So, from my understanding, it looks like um, the Whelan, the Whelan team, um, mm-hmm. Whelan Engineering Cadillac, they're second in points right now in DPI, and I think really it's really close with um, Wayne Taylor, Wayne Taylor oh, Racing. So, it's it could it could be it could go down to the wire. Um, mm. And it's a 10-hour race, so you can imagine, oh, that's actually so entertaining. A 10-hour race, and it's a championship decider. Right. The tension. You have to, oh, that's something that you don't really think about. Because a lot of IMSA's, like, big endurance races are at the beginning of the season. But right. Petit Lamal has traditionally been the championship finale 
and mm-hmm. this is going to get good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this. And Jimmy Johnson, the yep. Ally 48 is going to be in there too. Right, because it, yep, it's an endurance very race. Very excited about that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I said we'll it earlier. Talk about that in F1 next week. I said it earlier, but get Kyle Larson in the Rolex 24. Again. Again. Every the last two NASCAR Cup champions have been in the previous the next uh, the next Rolex race. By the way, Kyle oh, really? Busch and Chase Elliott, remember? So, mm-hmm. just can, he could go with Ganassi. To be honest, maybe they're besties. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. Ugh. Anyways, y'all, <laughs> y'all stay safe. Take care. Um, be kind, and we'll see y'all maybe next week. Probably, maybe. I Probably. don't know. See y'all. Be safe. Bye. Bye.